Welcome to the Westside Gathering Podcast, and thanks for making the time to learn and grow with us. Here, you'll find teaching from our live Sunday gatherings. After the message, we'll say a little more about our church and how you can connect. But for now, let's jump right in. Well, we want to give you greetings from City Church all the way in Cote d'Ange and NDG. And uh, so I want to say thank you to uh, your pastor and to Frank uh, for the whole family. Uh, we, we so appreciate doing life together in this network of churches that we're in together. And David served on our board in the first couple of years of our church, and so we're so grateful for him. And David introduced me to the beauty of espresso, and he made me promise that uh, as long as I would cheer for uh, Italy today, that I could come today. So I'm grateful to be here uh, for, uh, yeah, some Italians. That's that's what I thought. Um, So yeah, so so, uh, privileged to be here for the second week of this great series, Transform for Good. Romans 8, as you know, is probably one of the greatest chapters, if not the greatest in the whole Word of God. And uh, before we dive into the scripture, um, let me just ask you a question. Remember when uh, social media meant, used to be social? Remember the joys of social media? Uh, one of the great things about Facebook, you know, back in uh, 2008 or 7 when it was getting started is uh, it was social. It was great. I was living in Dallas at the time, and it was awesome for me to be able to connect to my friends back in Ottawa where I'm from and post pictures of my kids online so the grandki- grandparents could see and stay connected to people all over the world. I thought that was awesome. And, you know, the Facebook memories come up every day on your Facebook feed, so I get to see pictures of my kids back in that innocent time and all these really wise quotes, at least that I thought were wise about 12 years ago, pop up. I'm like, oh, I've learned a lot since then. But, so, you know, social media was awesome. It was the incredible, this idea that we could connect with anyone around the world. We could share pictures and videos. And my mindset has changed a little bit about social media. Maybe yours has too, as things like Netflix shows have exposed some of the, maybe the darker side of social media and seeing algorithms and how they're targeting ads and targeting us. And what we used to think of as very social, now there's some antisocial behaviors on social media. So there's exploitation and there's some really negative things on a very antisocial behavior, right? On, on Facebook and on Twitter especially, my, my favorite two platforms to begin with, uh, I try to avoid those more so than Instagram. Instagram, for some reason, is the happy place. Have you discovered this? It's like, uh, if you want to be happy, you go to Instagram. And if you want to be challenged, and if you want to get into a good fight, go to Twitter. Anyway, that's uh, another time. But it's interesting. This passage is, uh, is really talking about mindset. And, and it's interesting. My mindset has changed somewhat. I think a lot of ours has towards social media. And this passage is uncomfortable, isn't it? As Canadians, as Montrealais, if I could say it that way, Um, We like nuance. We like the gray. We don't really like the black and white so much. Conversations are nuanced. Ideas are nuanced. And, you know, whether it's vaccines or lockdowns or whatever, there's always sort of a nuance to it if we're being intelligent people. And yet this passage is very polarized. If you notice the language of it, it's talking about life and death. It's talking about hostile towards God or producing life and peace. And so as we begin and launch this series, this this passage is very important in the structure of this whole argument that because of who Jesus is and what Jesus did, that he absorbed our condemnation. Because of that, we can be free. And the great news is, the good news of followers of Jesus is that we'll be given the gift of the Holy Spirit, that he is the presence of Jesus, the power of Jesus, the joy of Jesus, the truth of Jesus, living in us. And we have the opportunity to, to live in the Spirit. 
But as this passage so clearly says, even for Jesus' followers, it continues to be a choice. It's a choice of whether we flow in the Spirit, we flow with this brand new life, that we are transformed for good, or if we get caught up in our old ways of thinking, our old mindset, we drift back to the old social networks, to use that illustration. And so, let's let me put a couple of scriptures up on the, the screen here. The, the New Testament is, is not uh, shy to talk about the polarity or the, the extremes of the life in the spirit versus the life in the flesh. It's very diametrically opposed. And so, for example, in James chapter 4, verse 4, the writer says this, James says, friendship with the world is what? Hatred towards God. Again, we don't like that. We don't like that. We, we, we like nuance. We like the gray. We don't like the black and white. But the, the brother of Jesus said it this way, that when we have friendship with the world when, and its ideas and what it celebrates, we actually have hatred towards God. See, life in the spirit and life in the flesh are two polarized opposites. Paul, in another letter to the Colossians, says it in uh, Colossians 3, verse 2. He says, set your mind, again, that word mindset, set your mind, what? On things above, not on things of the earth. I just pulled up a couple of statistics uh, thinking about this because, you know, as Jesus followers, we live in a culture. We live in a post-Christian culture where ideas are swirling around and Maybe you can relate to this. I feel like I've been in a block of ice for the last year and a half, just kind of frozen, just not knowing what I can do and what I can't do and how I should think about things and how I should pastor and how I should lead and how do I be a Jesus follower right now when everything is closed and it's been a very confusing time. And so just pulling up some statistics about how we as maybe you're a Jesus follower today, maybe you're curious or a skeptic and everyone is welcome because I know you're the heart of your pastor and the heart of your church. And so I just want to invite you to lean into this idea that all of us are products of social media, products of our culture. And if you're anyone like the average Canadian, the average Canadian right now has been on watching TV three hours a day. That's the average. The average Canadian's on social media about an hour and 46 minutes. So we're much better, we're much godlier than our American counterpoints who are two hours and a half. So we're, we're, we're much more disciplined, right? We're, we're, we're actually reading newspapers apparently up here or sipping espresso, David, right? Um, so what, an hour and 46, yeah, that's a significant amount of time though on social media, YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and three hours watching TV. So that's, if you add it up, because that's not either or, it's both. It's a lot of us are watching and, and ingesting about four and a half hours of content, maybe five hours of content every day. So here's the question. As a follower of Jesus, as we remember that we're supposed to be transformed for good, and we have been transformed for good, that's the good news. But again, this passage reminds us that we have the choice to, to flow in the spirit or to be pulled back into our flesh, pulled back into an old mindset, pulled back into an old way of thinking. Um, I came across, speaking of social media, an Instagram post of one of our friends, a neighbor, We've been reaching out to her for a couple of years. She's actually come to our city church gathering. It's been awesome. She's really good friends with our neighbor who we've been reaching out to for years now. And so we've been walking in the neighborhood together. Our kids are around the same age. And I came across an Instagram post that she posted. And if it's okay, I just wanted to read it to you. Again, this won't be anything new to you. This is very common in our culture today of how people think, a, a mindset of how people, Canadians and Montreal, they think. 
This is her quote that she posted on her Instagram page. There is no right way to grow. You see, what is beautiful in every person's path, in every religion, in every belief system, honor other people's path, even if they're different from yours. Be inclusive and loving and look beyond the form of people's beliefs to the essence. There is no right way. There is only the way that is right for you. Now, as a pastor and as a Jesus follower, I say yes. And before you throw things at me, just hear me out. Yes, as a Jesus follower, we are to be loving, inclusive, right? We're to honor each other. Because why? Because God made us. We are made in the image of God. We're never going to lock eyes with someone for whom God has not made in the image or that God commissioned his one and only son to die on their behalf. Agree? God called us to love our neighbors and to love him. That's the essence of what it means to be a Jesus follower. So yes, we say this. We honor everybody. We love everybody. We include everybody in this. And yet, I also say no to that quote. And I think Paul would say no to that quote. Why? Because there is only one. There's only one. There's only one man who chose to obey his father. Only one perfect man who was the son of God. Only one Messiah of Israel who would reclaim the kind of life that God created us all to live. There is only one, and his name is Jesus Christ. See, if we go to this quote, and if we ingest this quote, and if we believe this quote in our hearts and start to live it out, what we'll say as believers is, my path is no different than yours, and yours is no different than theirs. But what we're doing when we say that is that Jesus died for nothing. And so as a follower of Jesus, it's possible, it's, it's imperative actually, that we both love and honor people that are different from us, and at the same time, we point them to the truth who is Jesus Christ. That there's one way to be transformed for good. The only way that we can have no condemnation, as we talked about last week, is because Jesus Christ was willing to be condemned for us. That's the freedom, that's the power, that's the truth that we enjoy. So just a couple of application questions as we get ready to close. Uh, your pastor said, if I'm not done in 10 minutes, then I'll never be invited back again. No, he said, he's had a few more minutes, but I, I want to honor your time. And uh, a couple of questions, though, just to think about this. How do, we, how do we live with quotes like this on our Instagram page? And if you're like any other Canadian, you're on Instagram, maybe 30, maybe 40, maybe an hour every day. And, and what does it do to you when you read a quote like that? Again, part of you says yes, but maybe part of you it's stirred up and you're like, yeah, I don't want to be a Jesus freak. I don't want to be a religious wacko. I don't want to be that weird Christian guy in the West Island walking around. I don't want to be the weird guy at Starbucks or, or whatever, right? None of us wanted that. And yet, if we lose the distinctiveness, if we forget and drop the good news, then we have nothing to offer. So here's, here's a couple of application questions. How much time are we interacting with God every day? Or every week. It's convicting, right? Because if we're like the average Canadian that spends three hours on TV and an hour and a half or an hour and 45 minutes on social media, that's five, six hours a day. You know, I've been reading through the Bible today, but I'm actually way behind. I'm about three weeks behind now. So I, I got to confess that on camera right now. But reading through the Bible sounds like a very ominous thing, but when you discover that it takes about maybe five to seven minutes every day to read through the whole Bible in a year, it's not much time. 
especially stacked against five hours, right? And so if we're going to live as distinctive Jesus people, if we're going to have the mindset of Jesus, which is not hostile to God, which is flowing in the Spirit, I think it behooves us, if I can use an ancient word, behoove, I don't use that word on a regular basis to my kids, behoove, right, kids, behoove. It would behoove us to spend a little bit more time in the wisdom of God instead of the wisdom of this world. What do you think? Second question, um, parallel question, how much time are we ingesting and meditating on God? I'm not just talking about the word of God, although that's imperative, but you know, I've found that when my spirit is a little bit lower, conflicted, sometimes just putting on a playlist of worship music, sometimes just watching one of your messages or watching another one, but it's, uh, there's lots of ways for us to stir up our faith. I don't know if you've come across this series called The Chosen. It's a, it's a great series. It's an app you can download. It's, it's doing a great job walking through the story of Jesus. But I want you just to be creative. And for myself, I'm starting with myself on this because if we're going to have a, if we're going to flow in the Spirit, if we're going to have a mindset governed to love God and to love our neighbors and to truly bring a gift into our city of peace, a gift of wisdom, a gift of eternal life, then all we have is what Jesus has given to us. And I love what Jesus gave us. He gave us a gift of his presence through the presence of the Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. And the great news for every believer is that he is within you. He resides within you. And it's a choice that we get to flow in the Spirit or we can just leave the Spirit at the door. We can choose to meditate on Scripture and to have worship music and have conversations about our faith and sharing our faith. Or we can just get lulled to sleep by quotes like this on Instagram saying, oh, I don't want to be the weird Christian guy or the weird Christian girl. And I don't want to be the religious nut job. I want to I, I be inclusive. I want to make sure everyone gets along. And we've got to understand what the wisdom of God is. Let me say it to you this way. At 3 o'clock today, you're either cheering for Italy or you're wrong, right? (laughs) Right? You're either cheering for Italy or you're cheering for England. In the last series, we were cheering for Montreal or you were wrong, right? It's the same thing what Paul is saying here. It's okay to be black and white at times. When it's life and death, when it's eternity or not, right? There is times when we have to stand upon what is true. And what makes us helpful, what makes us distinctive, what makes us good news people is when we flow in the Spirit, when we agree to surrender to the Spirit. And we have the opportunity to do that. Remember what Jesus said to Peter in Matthew chapter 16? Jesus was commenting and predicting his death, his betrayal. And Peter grabbed him aside because he wanted power because he wanted position and privilege. And Jesus pulled him aside and said, get behind me what? Get behind me Satan. He said that to Peter. Your mind is not set on the things of God, but on the things of man. And so that's a warning to us, isn't it? That if the rock, remember that guy, the rock? Peter, the rock, he was the original rock, the OG. If he could stumble in such a way to be called Satan then it's possible for you and I easily to start flowing in whatever else is going on in the world, whatever's on social media, what's on TV, whatever the world is trying to sell to us. Again, we don't want to be weird people where we're completely isolated from culture. We're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. 
But the way that we can, you know, dance that dance is by being flowed in the Spirit, by spending time meditating on God and then living intentionally and creatively and on mission together in our city and in our country and in our world. Our ability to experience freedom, our ability to experience deep, deep security, our ability to experience deep happiness and deep joy and indeed deep power, it's contingent on us flowing in the Spirit. The intention of Jesus when he died and rose and gave us the gift of the church and gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit was for us to do what Jesus did and to say what Jesus said and to live as a community of people, a family of ununited people living unified together for the good of our city and the good of our nation. And as we flow in the Spirit, his power, his happiness, his joy, his unity will be a gift to our neighbors, our families, and indeed our city. I want to invite the worship team to come up as we sing a response song called Build My Life. I can't think of a, a better song in response to sing in response to this really polarizing message, this message that doesn't seem to have very much nuance. You know, Paul says we have to have a mind governed by the Spirit and not governed by the flesh. The mind governed. The flesh is hostile to God. It's hostile. What we see on on social media, in many cases, it's hostile. What we see on TV, in many cases, can be hostile. And it's up to us. It's up to us as a family. It's up to us as individuals to make the choice to, to flow in the Spirit. As I close, I want to leave you with Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Another message from Paul, very similar message. He says, Do not be drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. It's a good word. Behoove, debauchery. Do not be drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, but what? But be filled with the Spirit. My closing message to myself and to all of us is, let's be filled with the Spirit. As we thaw out the summer, as we figure out how to come back together, as we think about how to live on mission together and be groups together, as we think about loving our spouse and loving our kids and loving our neighbors and indeed to be people of hospitality to people who believe very different things than us, my invitation to all of us is that we wouldn't use substances or TV or other things as a crutch to get our joy, to get our happiness, to get our security, but indeed we would be transformed by by good and for good by the gospel of Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity to reflect, prepare our hearts for this next song of response. Father, it is difficult for us today, for us to to think about extremes like this, that we don't want to be extremely agitated people. We don't want to be rude people. We don't want to be nut job people, but we do want to be faithful people. So, Father, just search our hearts, search our habits, help us to know how we can subtract from the world so that we can add and flow in the Spirit in a way that would honor you and bring glory to you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope this message helps guide you on your spiritual journey of discovering the life and message of Jesus. We update this podcast weekly, so why not hit subscribe and journey with us? Who are we? 
Westside Gathering is a local church in the West Island of Montreal. We're a simple community of faith where we want you to feel welcome, even if you're not into church or religion. We meet every Sunday, but you can also find smaller groups, environments, and resources for all ages between Sundays. Find out more at westsidegathering.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Vimeo. We'd love to hear from you. Ask a question, ask for help, or let us know how we can pray for you. If you'd like to contribute financially, just go to westsidegathering.com forward slash giving. Until next time, peace.